Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into the captivating narrative of Pour Your Heart Into It, a tale that charts the astronomical rise of Starbucks, a globally recognized brand. Penned by Howard Schultz, the chairman and CEO of Starbucks, and Dory Jones-Yang, an acclaimed American author, the book provides an intimate look at the inception, expansion, and the winning strategies that catapulted a small coffee house into a billion-dollar behemoth. Schultz, a man of humble beginnings and the first in his family to receive college education, garnered the prestigious first award for responsible capitalism in 2007. Co-author Yang, an alumnus of esteemed institutions like Princeton and John Hopkins University, enriches the narrative with her accomplished storytelling. Pour your heart into it, beckons to all those intrigued by the phenomenal success of coffee chains. Individuals fascinated by the rapid acceleration of businesses and those keen on understanding the intricacies of brand development. Through the riveting journey of Starbucks, this book promises to inspire, educate, and pour a hefty serving of business acumen into your cup of knowledge. Tune in to learn how the magic brew of passion, perseverance, and strategic thinking concocted the Starbucks we know and love today. Pour your heart into it. How Starbucks built a company, one cup at a time. Introduction. Sip on this. Business wisdom from the coffee aficionado himself. Ever pondered about the secret ingredient in your favorite cup of coffee from Starbucks? The answer, according to Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, extends beyond just the beans. The winning formula for the skyrocketing success of this global coffeehouse chain lies within their unyielding commitment to high-quality products and a top-notch work atmosphere. The narrative of Starbucks serves as an ideal case study that illustrates how a business can prosper when it stays authentic to its roots. Trust in the brand, a constant sense of revival, and unwavering principles are the cornerstones that ensure a business continues to flourish. In this narrative, you'll discover how Starbucks' stringent quality standards nearly collided with the demand for low-fat milk, why pouring more dollars into a venture than currently available may not always lead to a financial catastrophe, and how a little trial run in 1988 set the stage for the entry of coffee-flavored ice cream into the market. Part 1. Authenticity at the heart of business success. Utter the word Starbucks, and it's almost certain everyone around you will instantly relate to it. Starbucks is undeniably a business giant today, but ever wondered about the recipe to its global success? Howard Schultz, the founder of Starbucks, attributes the brand's phenomenal triumph to a rather simple mantra, unadulterated authenticity achieved through a single-minded focus on offering the finest coffee. Let's rewind the clock to 1981. In those days, Starbucks was just a small retail establishment. Its unique selling proposition was its dark-roasted Italian-style coffee a product that may be quite commonplace now, but was indeed a novelty then. The dark roasting process intensifies the potency of the coffee, enhancing its aroma and lending it the distinctive full-bodied flavor intrinsic to authentic Italian coffee. Starbucks staunchly stuck to its original premium quality dark roasted coffee beans, thereby earning a reputation for its signature flavor 
that the founders were intensely passionate about. This unwavering commitment to quality imbued Starbucks with an unmistakable aura of authenticity right from its inception. Even in times of adversity, the company has held firm to its dedication to authentic coffee. Take, for instance, the year 1994. The global coffee prices soared to an unprecedented high, from 80 cents to $2.74 in just a few days, owing to a frost that decimated a significant chunk of Brazil's coffee crops. Faced with this coffee crisis, Many shareholders advocated for the switch to cheaper beans to keep the coffee prices stable. However, Starbucks refused to compromise on quality. It continued to purvey the finest coffee available, opting instead to cut back on other expenses to offset the inflated cost of coffee beans. And when the global coffee market rebounded, Starbucks found its customer base had fortified, given its unfaltering quality throughout the crisis. Part 2. Persistence, the non-negotiable ingredient for business victory. We've gathered so far that Starbucks adheres fiercely to its uncompromising business ethos. So what does this reveal about the character of its founder? If you had to pick a single adjective to describe Howard Schultz, it would be stubborn. In fact, it was this tenacity that fueled Schultz's journey to Starbucks. In 1981, After savoring the exceptional coffee at a Starbucks store, Schultz was smitten. He was desperate to take over as the head of marketing at the Starbucks retail outlets. Jerry Baldwin, the original founder, was intrigued by the proposition. However, his partners believed Schultz was brimming with too many radical ideas and was overly keen to instigate change. Consequently, Baldwin turned Schultz down. Schultz was crushed initially but his resolve to be a part of Starbucks was unshaken. The very next day, he rang Baldwin back, declaring that Baldwin was making a monumental error in not hiring him. Schultz's relentless pursuit eventually won Baldwin over, and Schultz found himself with the job he so coveted. However, Schultz's path to becoming an integral part of Starbucks wasn't devoid of hurdles. Following a clash of views regarding brand evolution, Schultz took a break from the company he ventured out to start his own coffee shop, christened Il Giornale. He spent a year raising funds for this new enterprise, pitching his ideas to 242 potential investors. And guess what? A staggering 217 turned him down, instead of letting the waves of rejection erode his determination. Schultz dug his heels in even deeper. He persisted in his search for investors, until he had the means to launch Il Giornale. In due course, his coffee shop bloomed into such a massive success that he had the wherewithal to acquire Starbucks, subsequently transforming it into a billion-dollar entity. The takeaway here is twofold. One, the path to business success is strewn with obstacles. Two, persistence is the unwavering mindset required to navigate through these stumbling blocks. But, The secret sauce of business success isn't composed of just these two ingredients. There's more to it. Let's continue with our exploration. Part 3. The Quintessential Role of Trust in Fostering a Vibrant Workforce We've recognized that obstinacy pays when dealing with the higher-ups in the corporate ladder. However, when it comes to the rest of the individuals that form the backbone of your venture, 
the approach needs a starkly different emphasis, the cultivation of trust with your workforce. This philosophy of building trust is deeply ingrained in the fabric of the Starbucks management ethos. The company motto encapsulates this beautifully. Treat people like family, and they will demonstrate loyalty and give their best. The Starbucks fraternity enjoys an enviable benefits package, with even part-time employees receiving stock options, coined beanstalk. In effect, they're not merely employees, but partners of the enterprise. Furthermore, Starbucks organizes quarterly open forums, encouraging employees to express their perspectives, a wellspring of invaluable insights. This nurturing of trust has fostered a robust bond between the Starbucks management and its employees. The trust is so deep-rooted that since 1992, Starbucks employees have consistently rejected union representation, choosing instead to pronounce, you trusted us, and now we trust you. It stands to reason that a trust-infused workforce will likely exhibit more loyalty and longevity. But were you aware that this can also amplify your bond with customers? Consider this. Starbucks boasts a significantly lower employee turnover compared to other similar retail chains. 65% versus a startling 400% per year. Lower turnover translates to substantial savings in time and resources spent on training new recruits. Yet, it offers a subtler, deeper advantage. Most regular Starbucks customers are greeted by familiar baristas who remember their preferences, often greeted with a warm, same as usual. This personal touch forges a potent bond with the Starbucks brand, ensuring customers keep returning. Thus, for Starbucks, trust is indeed a priceless asset. Part 4. Adhering to Core Values The Bedrock of a successful business. We all have those acquaintances whose values fluctuate as frequently as fashion trends. It's easy enough to tolerate this trait in a friend, but what if a business demonstrated such vacillation in its core principles? It wouldn't take long for neither employees nor customers to lose patience. This underscores the need for a business to hold steadfast to its values. A case in point is Starbucks a brand synonymous with authenticity. There have been times when this devotion to authenticity has necessitated turning down customer requests. Take the instance of the advent of flavored coffee beans. While there was a clamor from customers for these beans, Starbucks stood its ground, refusing to compromise the quality of their coffee by contaminating it with flavoring chemicals. In fact, Starbucks employees would gladly grind beans from another brand for customers but would firmly reject requests to grind flavored coffee beans to prevent any residual chemicals from tainting the rest of their coffee. This exemplifies the importance placed on values at Starbucks. Even seemingly inconsequential matters warrant extensive discussion. One such issue arose when Starbucks started receiving requests for low-fat milk. A schism ensued, owing to the belief that an authentic cafe latte could only be crafted using whole-fat milk. Simultaneously, though, another vital principle at Starbucks, and indeed any business of repute, is catering to customers' desires. This presented a conundrum. Resolute to honor both its values, Starbucks embarked on rigorous testing of low-fat products to ascertain whether the authentic taste could be preserved. It was only once they were satisfied that the low-fat cafe latte matched the flavor of their original whole-fat version that it was added to their menu. 
To someone not well-versed in coffee, this might seem like an extraordinary amount of effort expended on seemingly minor issues. However, it's commendable how Starbucks unwaveringly stood by its values as the company evolved and expanded. And as we'll delve into in the subsequent section, there were a plethora of changes on the horizon. Part 5. The Business Mantra. It's prudent to invest ahead of time. While we are often advised to be thrifty with our finances and to only spend within our means, in the business world, the rule book reads differently. To taste success, there will be moments when you have to leap off the edge and take significant risks. Sometimes you simply have to invest. The meteoric rise of Starbucks can be attributed to its strategy of investing above the curve, a strategy of investing in their own growth ahead of the curve. While today Starbucks boasts a staggering 21,000 stores worldwide, even when they were just a 20-store company, Howard Schultz, the company's CEO, envisioned grand success. He identified that their most urgent investment was to bolster their infrastructure. With the target of reaching 300 stores and the intent to continue roasting their own coffee beans, Starbucks realized their current roasting facilities wouldn't suffice. They needed new, more robust roasting facilities. Moreover, to steer their rapid expansion, they had to attract a high-performance management team, a team experienced in managing large-scale enterprises and comfortable with quick growth. They also needed an advanced, tailor-made computer program capable of processing their thousands of transactions across numerous locations. These strategic decisions necessitated a sizable and somewhat risky investment. Several investors, unsettled by the losses Starbucks incurred between 1987 and 1989, urged the company to rethink its strategy. However, Schultz stood his ground, asserting that the losses were attributed to investments that were yet to yield returns and that their stores were actually profitable. Over time, Schultz's confidence was vindicated. By 1990, Starbucks was not only profitable, but had also laid a solid foundation for continued growth. Starbucks wasn't the lone wolf enduring losses in its initial phase. It's a common theme for most companies. But if your losses are a result of investing above the growth curve, rest assured your company is on the path to eventual profitability and expansion. This principle holds true for both business strategies and people, a topic we will delve into in the following section. Part 6. Enrich your team with experts and give them room to shine. The adage, no man is an island, rings true, especially in business. However, some bosses may feel threatened by their brilliant employees instead of recognizing their skills as an invaluable resource. In contrast, Howard Schultz was astute enough to relinquish control to those who had specialized expertise in their respective domains. For instance, faced with the task of developing a sales computer program for an expansive network of stores, Schultz brought on board a programmer who had honed her skills working on McDonald's sales program. Given her experience in a much larger organization, she was an ideal fit for the task at Starbucks. Rather than breathing down her neck, Schultz chose to trust her. He gave her the freedom to create the Starbucks sales program from scratch. The testament to this approach? 
That very program is still in use worldwide in Starbucks stores. The moral of the story is to trust your specialized employees. They have mastered their fields of expertise for a reason. This strategy paid off for Starbucks when a new manager, Howard Behar, joined the team in 1989. Behar swiftly revamped the company culture and was not shy about voicing his disagreements on certain strategies, a striking resemblance to Schultz's early tenure at Starbucks. Initially, some Starbucks managers found it hard to adjust to Behar's style. However, those who were open-minded soon learned to appreciate the merit in Behar's constructive criticism. With his influence, Starbucks transitioned from a product-centric company to one that put its people at the forefront. Behar was the driving force behind the introduction of open forums, platforms for Starbucks employees to share their feedback. Had management dismissed Behar due to feeling threatened, Starbucks would have missed out on his innovative ideas that have contributed significantly to its success. Being receptive to new ideas is essential not just internally, but also externally. Occasionally, revolutionary ideas may stem from unexpected sources, leading to transformative collaborations. In the following section, we'll explore how Starbucks harnessed the power of collaboration. Part 7. Collaboration can breathe new life into your brand and transform your offerings. In the world of business, the old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, seldom promises a recipe for progress. The secret source lies in brand rejuvenation, the art of implementing change before things come to a standstill. Starbucks skillfully brought about this rejuvenation to a product as age-old and traditional as coffee, and did so at a scientific level. When Don Valencia, a biomedical scientist, embarked on a quest to experiment with coffee in 1988, it resulted in the development of a coffee extract. Valencia meticulously refined it until it was identical to fresh brewed coffee in every way. He took his innovative creation to his neighborhood Starbucks outlet, where it was met with applause not just by the local managers but also by the top brass at Starbucks. The company welcomed the coffee extract with open arms, and Valencia's invention paved the way for newer products like coffee-flavored ice cream and ready-to-drink bottled beverages. The ability to retail these products in supermarkets broadened Starbucks' appeal, enticing a wider demographic. Moreover, Brand rejuvenation can also be achieved by teaming up with another company for a joint venture. Starbucks took this route in 1994 when it joined forces with Pepsi to distribute cold coffee drinks. This partnership enabled Starbucks to reach locations where they didn't have physical stores. However, this union was not without its initial bumps. Starbucks, a small enterprise where employees juggled several projects simultaneously, was the polar opposite of Pepsi where employees were accustomed to focusing on one task at a time. Despite the striking contrasts, instead of clashing, both companies saw their differences as strengths and adopted a win-win attitude to seek mutually beneficial solutions. The result? The bottled Frappuccino hit the market and was such a runaway hit that stocks were sold out soon after its launch. The willingness to collaborate and rejuvenate your product can yield immense rewards potentially even thrusting you into the international arena. However, as a company expands, it's imperative to remain faithful to its foundational spirit, the principles that sparked its success. 
Starbucks is committed to preserving its original culture alive, a subject we will delve into in the next segment. Part 8. Adherence to Principles and Employee Satisfaction, Cornerstones of a Successful Enterprise. While it's not uncommon for sizable chains to compromise their principles in a bid to stay competitive, Starbucks is a shining exception to this norm. Instead of distancing itself from its workforce as it grew, the company made a conscious effort to foster intimacy with its employees. A challenging endeavor, considering it boasts a team of around 25,000 strong. In a bid to cultivate a sense of partnership among its workforce, Starbucks introduced Beanstalk, a stock options program. Complementing this, the company provides higher than industry average hourly wages, as well as additional benefits such as health insurance for both employees and their partners. Schultz stays connected with each store personally via email and voicemail, and each region holds quarterly meetings for store managers, ensuring the company's leadership stays in touch with its roots. A 1996 survey attests to the efficacy of this approach. A whopping 88% of the employees expressed satisfaction with their work at Starbucks. And an even more impressive 89% declared they were proud to be associated with Starbucks. Starbucks' commitment doesn't just stop with its employees. It extends to environmental principles as well. The company recognizes the environmental challenge posed by disposable paper cups, which creates substantial waste particularly when hot beverages require double cupping. Although disposable cups are an integral part of the business, Starbucks has implemented sustainable solutions like cup sleeves, eliminating the need for double cupping. These sleeves utilize only half the material as a cup and provide the same heat protection. Furthermore, Starbucks promotes waste reduction by selling reusable cups and regularly conducting green sweeps. Organized litter pickup events around their neighborhoods Every large enterprise faces the risk of losing the essence of the small business culture from which it originated. However, as exemplified by Starbucks, it's possible to augment the brand's authenticity and reinforce employee and customer loyalty without losing touch with its humble beginnings. Final summary. Essential takeaway from this book. If you aspire to replicate the stellar success of Starbucks, offer your customers something genuine, anchored by values they can rely on. To grow your business to Starbucks-like proportions, seek innovative ways to rejuvenate your brand and foster a community that values and takes care of its employees. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.